Welcome to Lineage Speaks, the podcast, an anthology series of women sharing the stories of how they carry the torch for future generations. I'm Martelina Don Turpel, and to begin this series, I'm going to read to you my chapter, The Body Remembers. But first, a little about me and my journey. I am a master massage therapist with over 20 years experience practicing in the East Bay of California. I specialize in deep tissue and neuromuscular release and I help ease my clients into a relationship with their bodies from pain to pleasure. I am grateful to share with you here my chapter from the book Lineage Speaks. Chapter 11, Martelena Don Terpel, The Body Remembers. I learned a little mental trick when I was young and I would bump into something accidentally or kick something hard with my toe. I did this so often that I earned the nickname the Colorado Klutz when I moved to California. I would briefly acknowledge the pain, rub the spot briskly, and then erase the memory from existence. Or so I thought. Inevitably, someone would gasp and point, asking, oh my, how did you get that huge bruise? Honestly, I wouldn't remember how or when I hurt myself, but erasing the memory didn't erase the injury. Even while I didn't want to acknowledge the pain, my body still had the job of healing. The effects of the injury, the broken blood vessels, the changing colors as the body reabsorbs the blood, the lingering pain. Eventually the mark would disappear, but my body remembered and it tried its best to heal with or without my help. When our energy chose our meat sacks to inhabit, our meat sacks took that job very seriously. They developed a thorough and complicated defense system, not only to protect the body, but also our energy. Being ticklish is a line of defense to try to protect a sensitive or vulnerable area of the body, or maybe an area that just isn't used to being touched. Another way the body protects us with its defense systems is by focusing our awareness on a localized area of pain instead of allowing us to feel all our pain, physical or emotional, at once. Imagine, what would that existence look like? Our body bringing to our attention all of our pain with the intention of encouraging us to heal. It would be overwhelming. And I am grateful for our body's ability to sometimes mask or hide some of our pain to allow us to focus and live our lives. This organic system can and often does backfire. A good example is muscle memory. A muscle's memory receives the nerve signals to relax or engage, but those signals can get crossed and the muscle can think it's relaxed, 
but in reality, it is engaged. These might be what we consider tight or strained muscles. Interacting with the muscle can set the memory back correctly. Another way our body's defense systems can overreact and backfire is in their ability to absorb our emotional trauma and store it in our cells. Our nerve cells, our skeletal cells, our muscle cells. They believe this helps us function in our everyday lives and subsequently survive as survival is very important to our meat sacks. Much like my trick of ignoring and forgetting bruises, this does not help our energy to process and let go. This leads to more pain that can become physical and chronic. We must process our emotional trauma and let it go. The summer after I graduated high school and before I could make it to college, I got pregnant. I didn't realize I had gotten pregnant until after I moved into the dorms and began to attend classes. At least I tried to attend classes while also running to find a bathroom or at least a trash can to throw up in and being completely unable to keep my eyes open while studying in the dorm room, I shared with two other women who were strangers to me. I finally went to the school clinic and confirmed it. I was confused and torn about what I should do. As a bisexual woman coming of age in the 1990s, high school was interesting for me to say the least. At one point, a dead fish was left on the hood of my car, along with threatening messages written on my window. I had been pining for my life to finally begin with the magical opportunities promised by college life. On the other hand, I really believed I loved the gentleman whose genetics were mixing with mine inside my womb. I also knew that being a mom was meant to be a primary part of my story. My own mother was raised being told the only thing she could be was a wife and mother. Although I know she loved her children, I also know she had other dreams. She raised me fiercely to believe I could be anything and I have carried that with me. Family has always meant so much to me. And the more time I spend moving through this life, I have come to realize the gravity of my role in the stories of lineage told and connected through me. I am not a passive writer on this line through the ages. And this decision was going to greatly affect my path. I always wanted to be a mother.
after finally speaking with my partner, we decided together the timing wasn't right. And I returned to the student clinic to terminate my pregnancy. I wasn't ready to let go of that little one's energy yet. So I kept it tied to me. I could see it and feel it spiraling off my right hip. I didn't share with many people about the pregnancy or the abortion. And I immediately started to feel my heart tearing from the stress of living a double life. Not being able to grieve publicly, pretending, but not being able to experience the magical opportunities promised by college life, I dropped out the next semester. There was a delicate, twisted comfort in the pain. When I became still, I was able to feel and sometimes clearly see the spiral of her energy still attached to me. Nobody else could see or feel her very few people even knew about her. She was not going to come earthside with me, but I still had a connection to her floating off my right hip over the front of my pelvis down into my womb. A few months later, my partner was in a car accident and was in a coma for nine months. This grief, combined with my secret grief over the life I ended, broke me for a long while. Eventually, I began to open up about the pregnancy and abortion incorporate them into the line of my life story. I didn't need to feel the painful, comforting pull of her spiral attached to me as much. During this time, I started massage school and began my healing journey. And life went on after that, as it does. I graduated school, worked up the courage to start practicing massage, and then the courage to work as a massage therapist full time. I worked at a healing center, and then with a chiropractor, at a hotel spa, and ended up at a heron spa as the only massage therapist there for a while. I got married and became pregnant for the second time. I carried to term. 
and brought our healthy baby boy Earthside. I birthed him in a hospital, but as a young healthy mother with a problem-free pregnancy, I was assigned a midwife employed by the hospital instead of an OBGYN for delivery. She facilitated the most connected experience of my life. After my baby's head emerged, she told me to drop my arms and pull him out of my body myself. Not having worked with a doula or midwife or had any discussions about participating in the birth this way, I instinctively dropped my arms and pulled my baby from my body, bringing him to rest on my breasts. I can only feebly attempt to describe the feeling of pulling him from my body to join us Earthside, a flash of pure connection to creation, my creation. I felt a similar flash when life started inside of me the first time. I didn't know what that feeling was at the time, and I didn't feel it the three subsequent times I became pregnant. But I am certain now that is what I felt. With my Earthside baby, I was having the co-sleeping, breastfeeding, attachment parenting, motherhood experience of my dreams. Then I threw my back out for the first time. As a new mom, my priorities shifted and taking care of myself slipped down the list. After a few days of bed rest, I scheduled a handful of massages for myself and I started to feel better. Quickly wanting to forget about this brief, painfully physical interruption, I went back to my peacefully playful mommy life. I equally tried to ignore the nagging pain that had developed in my right hip. Hip problems were common in the women on my mom's side of the family. I don't know how or when exactly, but I subconsciously decided this pain in my hip was just a part of who I was. After all, I am on the taller side of humans with really long legs. I was a competitive dancer for years that is bound to have taken a toll on my body. My mom was always telling me bad hips run in our family. This must just be a natural part of the aging process. It is hell getting old, isn't that what they say? But I was only 31. And then I threw my back out again. lower back pain began to be my specialty massage as the universe sent me clients with this issue to help teach me to heal myself. Through the door of my life sauntered George, a 78-year-old, six-foot, four-inch, tall, silver-haired, quick-witted fox with lower back and leg pain. We began working together monthly. Then every other week, and soon, 
weekly. We have been working together for 12 years now. Our consistent work together helped me discover the existence of what I call sister muscles and the role of the piriformis in back pain. When a muscle becomes overextended, there is often a sister muscle that is hyperconstricted. Releasing the hyperconstriction automatically allows the overextended muscle to also have room to relax. Being creatures of habit, the muscles will want to return to that state. So we then need to work with the muscle memory to set the signals from the nervous system straight again. The piriformis is a muscle that connects the big strapping back and hip muscles to the front groin and inner thigh muscles. Releasing the piriformis is difficult given its location deep in the pelvis, but it holds anatomical connection between those two sister groups. With this revelation, I realized where my hip pain was really coming from. It was coming from you. The little spiral of energy attached to my womb. I had forgotten about you. Well, I hadn't forgotten about you exactly but I didn't realize I had never set you free. Even though I had stopped playing with you and depending on you, and I didn't hold you as tightly anymore, I hadn't let you go. And my body remembered. I was aware now and ready to do the emotional release work to let you go. I ended up carrying the pain of you with me for over 10 years. That duration of suffering leaves some scars and gets intertwined pretty deeply in all aspects of one's mind and body. It isn't something that can be resolved overnight. My massage practice began to evolve and a magical thing started to happen. The client and I would be working together and with the release of muscle tension, it would come. deep emotional release facilitated by rewiring the neuromuscular response and relieving our meat sack from the burden of tightly held emotions. Some people recognize the cause right away as they are conscious of the pain and actively seeking ways to heal. Others are caught off guard by the tears but begin to remember and release. Some people have no idea why they are crying and can often become embarrassed by expressing their emotions. Wherever they are in their journey, 
we breathe together and I hold space for them. For many, this may be the first step into this beautiful world of self-healing and I am beyond honored to help them through the portal. Like any old injury, my hip and lower back will always be a weak spot for me. A chink in the armor where dis-ease can sneak in. I am okay with this. I will need to continue to give extra care and attention to strengthen my beautiful core, to keep myself healthy and moving. One of the many things I learned about aging well from my friend George was to acknowledge and support the changes our meat sacks make as they age. Acknowledge, support, and change the habits we need to so that we may evolve to the next stage. Touch is so powerful. Massage can be one of the first steps in your healing journey. Step through the portal and allow yourselves to experience the relief, love, and gratitude towards this magnificent meat sack, fearlessly carrying your energy through this life. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us if you found this podcast to be helpful in your journey. If you would like to experience more from my story or the other women who contributed to this series, you can purchase a digital or printed copy of Lineage Speaks on Amazon.com. All proceeds go to LMUGirls.com, a nonprofit organization giving young girls aged 14 through 18 in Kenya a choice, a voice, and a bank account. Saving girls in Kenya from genital mutilization, sex tourism, or becoming a child bride and changing their lineage story. Once again, thank you for listening. And remember, you get to write your own story, how it connects you to the stories of the past and how you guide the stories of the future. Until the next episode, remember, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on.